You are listening to Fivefold, a faith anthology. I'm your host, Terry Chapman. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am fantastic. Uh, introduce yourself, please. Uh, my name is Olivia Holtby. Okay. And what do you do, Olivia Holtby? I'm a missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And how long have you been a missionary? Nine months. Nine months. Okay, that seems swell. So where are you originally from? Um, I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah. Salt Lake City, Utah. Wow, that's Mm -hmm. pretty cool. Long way from home. Yes. So um, you're on a mission now. How did that happen? Um, Kind of a long story. I did not want to do this at all. Because I like grew up in the church and there were all those weird missionaries. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm good. I don't need to be that awkward person. And then I was going to school and I play the violin. And so I was mm-hmm. going to go major in violin performance. And okay. I was like, sweet, going. Then a bunch of stuff happened and I didn't end up at the school I wanted to end mm-hmm. up at. And I applied to Brigham Young University in Utah. And I was like, not going there either. That's where the weird kids go. <laughs> and so my mom made me apply and I ended up getting in. And then mm-hmm. the second I got in, I was like, that's where I'm supposed to go. I just like had this overwhelming feeling that like, that's where I was supposed to go. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get into their music program. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to go and I'm not going to do music. And I'm just going to see what happens. So I went to BYU and I was kind of like with all my friends and they were all getting mission calls. And I was like, that's kind of cool. But I was like, not going to be that weird missionary. I'm good. <laughs> And then I was like kind of sitting there and I just like had this overwhelming feeling. It was like, you should, you should probably think about this. And I was like, fine. So I went and talked to my bishop and I was like, do I need to serve a mission? He was like, I'm not going to tell you. Like you have to find out. And I was like, oh, dang it. So I ended up going to the temple in Mm -hmm. Provo and I was kind of sitting there and everyone has like really cool experiences when they flip open the scriptures. So I was like, okay, Heavenly Father is going to tell me no, it's going to be fine. No big deal. So I flipped open the scriptures and I opened this verse and it was like, you are hereby called to serve, going house to house, like village to village, preaching my gospel. And I was like, okay. And I was like, I had told Holy Father that I was like, okay, if you really want me to go, like I will go. And so I knew in that moment, I was just sitting there and I just like felt like someone wrapped their arms around me and was like, it's okay. You go on a mission and it's what you're supposed to do. And it, your family's going to be okay. Because I think that was one of like my biggest hangups. Mm-hmm. And so then I called my mom and I was like, I'm going on a mission. And she was like, really? I was like, yep. And then I had my mission call like two weeks later. Okay. So you opened that mission call. Uh, is it what you expect? Are you happy with it? Are you disappointed at first? Um, I prayed really hard to not be disappointed where I went because my dad was like, you're going to Idaho and I'm going to come visit you. And so I was really scared I was going to Idaho. But mm-hmm. then right before I opened my call, I was like, I'm going to Europe. I can feel it. I'm going to Europe. Mm-hmm. And then I opened my call and it was like, Missouri, St. Louis. And I was super pumped in the moment. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I kind of sat there and I was like, I'm going to Missouri. <laughs> okay. What's in Missouri? Yeah, I was like, Missouri, like the middle of the United States. Mm-hmm. Awesome. But then as I like kind of prepared, I got more and more excited. So, okay. and here I am and I love it. Okay. Um, so I guess going, going back a little bit, um, were you, was your family always in the church? Yeah, my mom grew up in, so her parents got divorced and her mm-hmm. mom kind of left the church. And so my mom went with like her young women leaders, but it was just kind of like on and off. Mm-hmm. And so, but then when she got married and when she got older, she decided that that was like what she wanted to do. And so I've mm-hmm. always grown up in a home where we went to church and it was part of our lives. Okay. Was there ever a point where, um, you know, your faith waned a little bit or um, where you felt like maybe this isn't for me? Uh, I don't know if this is true or not. And if so... How did you overcome that? And I, you know, what other obstacles were there in uh, your journey of faith? 
I think that I've always known the church is true. I never had like that moment of like, I, I don't know. I've just kind of always known. But there was for sure a time in my life, kind of towards the end of high school, like when I started kind of getting out on my own and I could make my own choices. And I was like, church is kind of a burden. It's kind of annoying. Like mm-hmm. there's just certain things that are annoying. And, but I always knew deep down that it was true and that it was something that I wanted to live because I had seen the blessings from my parents' life and from like my friends and different things. And so even though I like went through like that weird moment where I just kind of like wasn't super sure, I kind of started reading my scriptures and I started going to the temple more and just kind of talking to my parents about the gospel and like how it's helped them. Mm-hmm. And then I knew like that that was something that I needed to do. And coming on a mission has helped me so much with my understanding and my knowledge of the gospel and my desire to learn about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So nine months, that's half of your mission. Mm-hmm. Um, you're halfway through it. Um, is it what you expected? Not really. Okay. In I, what way? I think that I expected missionaries to be like, because in my mind, I picture them as like these perfect people mm-hmm. that are just amazing. And they're so solid in the gospel. They never have a bad day. They're mm-hmm. always happy. They're always like, yes, let me talk to you about the gospel. Mm-hmm. And it's not that. My first area, I got sent to the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. and it was straight cornfields. And I called my mom the first week and I was like, I hate this. I was like, no one talks to us. I was like, there's cornfields. <laughs> Like, I, mom, what do you, what am I supposed to do? And I just like remember just sitting there crying. And she was like, you're going to be okay. Like, it's going to be okay. And I know that I for sure, the first like couple months of my mission were really hard for me because mm-hmm. I was homesick and it was in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's just different in the way that I thought that I was always going to have someone to talk to and everyone's mm-hmm. going to want to listen to me because I'm awesome. <laughs> and it's just not that, but it's, it's exactly what it's supposed to be for me. Mm-hmm. And I've come to know that, that I've like had experiences that I know have helped me become who I am right now. Okay. Uh, bridging off that a little bit, um, what ways do you think you become uh, a better person, uh, spiritually, um, just as a person, or, you know, both? I think I've become more confident in myself and mm-hmm. in my abilities to, like, talk about the gospel and in my knowledge of the gospel. Because I think growing up in the church, everyone has these crazy things that they know. And I just kind of would sit there and I was like, hmm, I kind of know, like, I, I know what you're talking about, but not really. Mm-hmm. And so I think as a missionary, I've for sure gained more knowledge and understanding of the gospel. And I actually know what I'm talking about. And I feel more confident talking to others about the gospel and sharing my beliefs mm-hmm. and just living the gospel in general and not just having it be something that I only do on Sundays or only do in a specific environment. It's yeah. become part of me almost. Mm-hmm. And I think that I'm more willing to like share that with others. And I want others to learn about it more mm-hmm. okay um what are some things that you want to continue to and improve upon and once again both ways you know just personally or spiritually i mean there's so many there's obviously so many <laughs> things i want to work on i think one of mine is patience mm-hmm. i'm not a super slow person i really like to go fast and have mm-hmm. things planned and everything happen in a perfect little bow and so it's really hard for me when things don't happen the way that I want them to, or mm-hmm. they're not, they don't happen the way I plan them to come out. And so I think that's something that's personally and spiritually that sometimes answers to questions or problems or different things. They don't come right when I want them to, mm-hmm. but they always eventually come in God's time. Mm-hmm. And so I, p- patience is for sure one that I need to work on. Mm-hmm. I understand that <laughs> all too well. Um, so, you know, nine months down the line, you're finishing up, uh, you head home. What are your plans? Um, my plans. So I have kind of talked to my family and I've prayed about it. And right now my pl- 
it's changed a lot, but right now my plan is to go home and I'm mm-hmm. going to audition to be in the BYU orchestra down okay. there. And I'm going to go back to playing the violin because I've mm-hmm. kind of realized that I want to do that again. Mm-hmm. And I want to do occupational therapy and I want to specialize in working with little kids, little mm-hmm. babies that have Down syndrome and kind of helping them learn to use their muscles in different ways. Okay. What, um, how did you find out that that's what you wanted to do? Um, I've always been interested in helping people. I mm-hmm. And I love little kids. Like babies are my favorite. <laughs> and in high school, I got to do this um, special needs activities program. Mm-hmm. So every Thursday night we would go and we would have like activities with, diff- with and there were like 50 kids and we had a special buddy mm-hmm. and we did those activities with our buddy and my buddy's name was Karen and mm-hmm. we became best friends. We both loved the same things. And I did that for my junior and senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And I knew in that moment that I loved working with kids that way because they have a special spirit about them that no, no one else does. Yeah. And even when they have their bad days or when you have your bad days, you still know that you love each other mm-hmm. and that there's something that you can learn from each other. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of had toyed with a lot of different things of working with that. And I came to find occupational therapy that you can go into their home and help them use their muscles in different mm-hmm. ways. and. I knew that that was that kind of just hit home. That was like I get to work with kids mm-hmm. and adults and babies. Like it's just perfect. Yeah. So that sounds like it's you know right up your alley. Yeah. Um, I guess what ways? This might be a cliche question. Um, what ways do you think your experience uh, now as a missionary will help you uh, in your career path? I think for sure patience. Mm-hmm. I'm learning patience. I'm living with a companion for 24 hours a day. That mm-hmm. sometimes. You mean you love them, but sometimes there's moments when you're mm-hmm. super frustrated and you just learn to have that patience. Mm-hmm. And I think that love for everyone, that Christ-like love that you can see that they're all children of God, mm-hmm. that they all love each other and they have something to offer the world and you can learn from them and you have something to offer them. Mm-hmm. And I think also confidence with talking to people and in my abilities. So I think sometimes it's like scary talking to people mm-hmm. or going up to people and being like, hey, like I'm going to initiate this conversation instead of having someone talk to you mm-hmm. and being that being confident enough to be like, I know what I'm doing. Like, let me help you. Okay. Um, for those of us, you know, at home uh, who are listening and, you know, haven't served a mission or, you know, aren't even involved with the church in any way, but are just giving us a listen. Um, how would you describe a typical day in your life? As a missionary, mm-hmm. we get up at 630. We exercise for half an hour. It's the best part of the day. And then we kind of get ready for the day and we do an hour of personal study where we study kind of something to prepare for the day to help us invite the spirit to be there. And then we're out the door at 10 a.m. and we are gone until 9 p.m. And we are talking to people and doing service and working. We're just doing anything that we can to be Mm Christ-like and to help bring others unto Jesus Christ. That's what our purpose is. Okay. Do you guys do any uh, interfaith work? I know um, some places or some missionaries I've talked to have worked with people of different religions just to, you know, help reach a common goal, whether it be for charity or, um, you know, different kinds of work. Do you guys do that at all with any other different, you know, members of different churches or anything like that? Yeah. So in the area that I'm serving right now, we do service every Thursday mm-hmm. and we work at the senior center where we kind of help do meals for people. Mm-hmm. And every, all the churches from around our area send different people to go work there every single day. And it's open every day from like 8 a.m. to like 1 p.m. or something. Mm-hmm. And there's always like five people there that are doing meals and helping in any way they can. And all of us are from different religious backgrounds, mm-hmm. but working together for a common purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's really nice that, um, I guess you can all look past, you know, some, cause religious differences can be pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can look past that and, uh, continue to grow and, uh, you know, help, you know, work for a greater cause. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that, um, 
when you're done with this mission, um, do you think you're going to miss it? I've thought about that a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. I think that I'll miss the aspect of being able to talk to anyone mm-hmm. and have Jesus Christ's name mm-hmm. on my chest and be like, this is who I am, or this is who I represent, and this is who I love. Mm-hmm. And I think that I'll miss the spirit that's there with the missionaries and the people that we get to meet. Mm-hmm. Because if I hadn't served a mission, I wouldn't have been able to meet any of the people that I've met and Mm -hmm. they've all changed my life. Mm -hmm. It's been such a blessing to meet them and to learn from them and to grow closer to them and kind of see a little bit into their life Mm -hmm. and to understand where they're coming from. And so I think that I'll miss that and I'll miss um, the, like the friendships that I've gained Mm -hmm. and being able to see those people. And it's something that I'm going to cherish forever, obviously. And I, you can always be a missionary and always be an example to those Mm -hmm. around you. Um, But yeah. Okay. Um, do you think that, you know, there was ever one experience, at least so far on your mission, um, that you're like, yeah, this is, this is what, you know, this is what I came out here for. And, uh, in contrast to that, um, besides the moment you described earlier where you called your mother, was there ever a moment where it was kind of a low point, um, where you're like, maybe this isn't for me, um, after you'd already adjusted, um, you know, any trials and tribulations and any, you know, really great moments that you've had that helped to, I guess, solidify, um, not just your faith, but to solidify, um, your actions and your motives. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, but, um, I was kind of thinking about this the other day that one of like the highest moments on my mission is I'd been in an area for like a month and a half and we hadn't really had much success. We kind of, everyone that we were teaching just kind of didn't want to talk to us. And Mm -hmm. I was like, this is awful. Mm -hmm. And we got a referral and I was like, sweet, this is going to be great. And we went over there and it was this guy and he was in a wheelchair and he was like, you can't come in right now, but like come back. And so we went back and we taught him the first lesson that we teach people that kind of introduces them to our Mm -hmm. church. And I just remember the spirit was so strong that day. And I like looked at him and I, we, I went and talked to my companion after and I was like, this guy's going to be baptized. Mm -hmm. I was like, we're going to, we're going to change his life. I was like, he's going to change our life. Mm -hmm. And over the course of like, two weeks. It was really fast. Mm -hmm. We invited him to be baptized and he was like, yes. And everything that we taught him, he knew it was true. Mm -hmm. And it was like the coolest moment. And we had set a date to be baptized. And he looked at us and he was like, I want to get baptized sooner than that. He's like, I can't wait. And we ended up working with him and he was able to get baptized and watching him get baptized was the most amazing moment for me that he came up and he was like, I did it. He's like, I like he followed Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ. And he was so happy. And we were able to attend the temple with him mm. this past weekend. That's awesome. And I was able to participate in some of the work that we did there. And mm-hmm. he just said, thank you so much. He was like, you changed my life. And he was like, there's no one that can replace your, you in my life. And I was like, this is why I'm here. Like, this is, for mm-hmm. me, that was, if anything else, that was the reason I came on my mission mm-hmm. was to meet him and to be part of that for him. And there's for sure still low moments. I mean, after that happened with my mom, obviously, there was mm-hmm. some still some adjustments. And once I had adjusted... I was like, okay, I got a pretty good handle on this whole mission thing. And then I went to my second area and it was just really hard. And I just struggled and I mm-hmm. called my mom again because mm-hmm. she's my best friend. And I cried on the phone for like two and a half hours, just sobbing. I was like, this is awful. Like, mm-hmm. it's so hard. Like, no one likes me. And she was like, it's going to be okay. Like, you're going to be fine. <laughs> and my mom, she was like, you're, you're going to be fine. But like, you just got to do it. Like, you've already been out for five mm-hmm. months. Like, just push through it. Like, you can do it. And I think it took me like a good two weeks. And then I realized that if I just pushed through it, then those good moments happened. And then like two weeks after that was when we met Steve. Mm -hmm. And I had that super high moment 
sometimes I have to go through those super low moments to mm -hmm. be able to experience the really high moments. Well said, well said. Um, I guess just a couple closing questions now. Um, I ask this to pretty much everyone who comes on who is serving a mission. Hmm. Um, what would you say to your younger self at the start? Let's put you in that moment where uh, you're calling your mom and you're crying. Um, you can go back right now and talk to that younger version of yourself. What do you tell her? Oh, I would tell her that it's 100% worth it, that what she's doing is exactly where she needs to be. And that even though it's hard right now, that every single day something good's going to happen and that there's something important that you were supposed to experience that day. Um, and I would tell her that if she just can make it to the end, then it'll all be worth it. Okay. Uh, do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, anyone you want to give a shout out to? For sure, my parents. I want to say th thank you for them to for helping me make it through those hard moments on my mission when I was crying on the phone for two and a half hours and when I wanted to come home for making me stay out and helping me work through those moments. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Fivefold. If you enjoyed it, be sure to share it with your friends and family on social media and help spread the word. Thanks.